It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Glory liquid infusion. Thank you, Father, for fresh life support. <laughs> and we go from new wine to new opium. Hallelujah. Glory. Yeah, when they're doing some deep surgery, you know, they give you morphine so you don't feel the pain. And all of us are going through amazing inner surgery. We're in a lot of surgery too in, in our organs and our bones and brains and hearts and the angels are doing an amazing job. But it's going to require new morphine. So I release a fresh dose of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said new wine. And I tell you the truth. Jesus is releasing the new morphine. We need it. No negative side effects whatsoever. It's all heaven. It's just manifestations of the glory. So we release those angels with the big IV needles to inject you directly into the center of your heart where the throne of Jesus is. And from the throne of Jesus flows rivers of fresh glory, liquid glory, new morphine infusion into your bloodstream amen <laughs> we'll let that just soak in for a minute you can take the needle out might have a little sting the gentle nurse angels put a, their hands over it and you're better than new Everything the Father gives you renews you. Behold, I make all things new. The greater the glory, the greater the newness of life constantly manifest in your cells. Go from jail cells to freedom cells in your flesh. At a cellular level, blood cells, bone cells, white cells, red cells, all of them glory cells in the river flowing out of your heart. <laughs> Let's have some fun today with the Holy Ghost. Not like yesterday where it was just totally burdensome. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Glory. <laughs> mm. It's all good, Harold. Thank you, Jesus. Testing one, two, three. Everything look good? You guys doing good out there? Mm. Thank you, Father, for this new season. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Do a little dead man's float in the river. 
I love the Huckleberry Finn anointing. Smoking on his cob pipe, floating down the river. Where is the river gonna take us tonight? Into uncharted glory realms. There are realms we haven't even tapped the side of. <laughs> the river will carry you into places you do not know. Mm. Thank you, Father. Yesterday we brought a pretty intense message on holiness and killing the bulls. Solomon's 1,000 bull sacrifice. And that's a very intense message. It's pretty harsh and severe to the human condition. And so when God does intense things like that, He'll usually give you a time of healing and soaking, soothing aloes, and, you know, like Esther's six months of bathing in fragrances and in oils. Might need six months of bathing after every severe sermon. <laughs> six months of soaking. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Most important revelation is you know how good he is. He's only intense and severe with us because he loves us so intensely that he wants the best possible life for us. Mm. Just want to know you more, Father. Become just an open book. No plans. No ideas. None of our words. None of our judgments. None of our thoughts. Just your throne burning in the center of our hearts. Thank you for releasing refreshment. You can be refreshed as he kills the crocodiles of pride. It doesn't always have to be just a, a drama show. Even though it usually is. It's usually dramatic. The human emotions are totally out of control. Human feelings are like an untamed beast. So there's a level of maturity when you can have your emotions and feelings under the throne's control. And so there's a lot of stuff that the throne is going to kill in your heart. Remember he calls his word a sword because it's killing things. Two things primarily are being chopped suey, crocodiles and frogs. What does scripture say in Revelation? Out of the mouth of the false prophet or anyone who speaks inaccurately flowed frogs. So we're all having our frogs annihilated by the sword of the spirit. <laughs> and so just because that activity is going on with you, it's really the discipleship of the father because he loves you so much. And the frogs will go right down, if you follow the path, into the heart. 
And inside the heart, like it says in Jeremiah, the heart is evil beyond knowing. What that means is Satan is evil beyond knowing. Now why does it say that? People don't believe that, but they don't know what's in the heart because they don't understand the bloodstream and the bloodlines. Going into the human heart is going into the kingdom of hell. It's going into the river Nile. We work within the blood. Remember, the priests worked within the animal's blood. They needed white garments each morning because they'd get so covered in animal blood every day. Symbolizing the new covenant working in human blood. Human blood is the priest's work. And so, ultimately, all priesthood is to what Jesus Christ said to Mary Magdalene, cause ascension to the Father. Woman, do not cling to my blood, for it has not yet ascended to my Father. He ascended so you can ascend, and the ascension is in the blood. Now, it's a spiritual ascension because it was a spiritual fall. Thank you, Father. Remember, they lost the spirit in the fall. Where? In their blood, in their bodies. Their bodies were limited to the natural man's ability without God in their bloodstream. That's why the bloodlines are recorded in the genealogies. We want to know what's in the blood. We want to know what's in the waterways of man, in the, in the streams and in the rivers. He's the Lord of many waters, the voice of many waters, and the waters are the bloodlines of the nations. It's true. So we're cleaning up blood by attacking with the sword of the Spirit crocodiles and frogs. And the crocodiles are our madness and the frogs are our folly and so that's all a person has when they're born of the flesh is madness and folly there is no wisdom in man wisdom is not part of man's nature it's the divine nature it has to be learned wisdom builds her seven pillars proverbs chapter 9 And what's it building? It's lifting up the blood. What's the mixed wine? It's the mixed blood. This is the cup of the new covenant. And he handed them wine that represented his blood. He's saying, now we're going to work within human blood. Solomon had the mixed wine, so he was mixing his blood with the spirit of wisdom. <laughs> He mixed so much wine, entered the house of wine, that he had dominion from the sun. This is the power of natural light. The natural realm runs on one thing alone. Human blood. Doesn't run on animal blood. Animal blood simply covered the human blood until our blood could mix with Jesus 
And now, we have mixed blood, mixed wine. And that's the intoxication, is having the divine bloodline injected as a fresh glory infusion into your heart. <laughs> Every day, it's so intoxicating because it's a foreign substance. Now, in the natural, you understand if you put alcohol in your bloodstream, your whole mind changes, the whole personality changes. Well, if you put God in your bloodstream, your whole mind changes, your whole personality changes. They call it liquid courage. Now you have first in the natural, then in the spiritual to learn wisdom. That all the stuff in the natural is symbolic of the spiritual. So there is a liquid courage of God's very spirit constantly trying to be imparted into your blood. The life is in the blood. And the throne of Jesus will release glory into your blood according to the measure of your faith. Right here in your forehead is the on and off switch. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word of God. So it goes right into the brain. You decide right here if you live or die. People say, I can't receive that word. Any word you can't receive from God, let me tell you, it's not causing life. <laughs> rejecting God's word is rejecting life. It's rejecting resurrection. He's the word and he's the resurrection and the life. And he's trying to get a greater feast into us. I bite my tongue a lot. And I exercise self-control. But there is a, a boldness about the truth when you're talking to people. Do you really want to know accurately where you're at? Most of us are much less mature than we assess ourselves. It's true. That's what, what the common reaction to the things of God and Christianity and the Bible and the Spirit and the gifts. Most of us have an over-assessment of ourselves. It's pride. Some people are just beat up and have no assessment of themselves, and those people need tremendous healing. They're usually the ones beat up by the prideful ones. But we always overestimate ourselves, because that's the human condition. Wisdom counts yourself as nothing. There is a healthy place where you understand you're not wise. You are completely foolish and there's no wisdom in you. Because that's the human nature, that's truth. Jesus is a separate entity, a separate being. And I tell you what, there's measures of him going in and out of you. There's measures in the water, there's measure he talked about measurements continuously. His gospel was a gospel of measurements. In order for your measuring scales to be accurate, instead of deceiving yourself, thinking that your measurement is greater than it is, you need to know you are zero. You are zero, I am zero. He's a hundred. And you'll always be zero even as his measurement increases in your blood. The waters are rising. 
the grace is increasing. Wisdom can separate the person from God. Twenty-four elders around his throne, completely dependent on God, just blazing in the glory of God. You remove God, they turn black instantly. Do you understand that? They have no light in themselves. They can't sustain light. They can't produce light. No good thing could possibly come out of the 24 elders except they be around the throne of God, the throne of Jesus. And so there will never be any light coming out of you except what you understand comes from Him in the center of you. And there is an increasing humility needed in all of us to see the difference, to see accurately. <laughs> Thank you, Father. I must decrease and He must increase, John the Baptist said. I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals, John said. Who's John? God said about John, he was the greatest prophet in the Old Testament. Not worthy to tie Jesus' shoes. That kind of humility is necessary to walk in the prophetic and be consistent. And that's actually the place of tremendous joy when you can differentiate you from him in your heart in the natural you can differentiate you from alcohol you from drugs <laughs> you from coffee you from the substances you eat and drink but can you differentiate you from Jesus as you eat and drink Jesus can you begin to see him in your bloodstream you eat his bread, which is his flesh. You drink his wine, which is his blood. Can you see him and know him inside your blood? Your mind has the potential possibility of seeing God. Matthew 5 says the pure in heart or the pure in blood see God. The heart is the place where the blood pumps. Are you able to see God in your heart? So there's a purification of the fire of the Holy Ghost so you can begin to see God in your bloodstream, in your heart. <laughs> and your light will change. You'll begin to see the Father as a light being formed within your very blood. Now he is the resurrection and the life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus said. So, and the life is in the blood. So you're telling me that Jesus has to increase in my blood, and then you'll see him in your blood. And through your blood, God's ghost, his form, the form of the Father, gels. He gels in your blood. It's mixed wine. It's your blood mixing with God. Now, he's come into your spirit, and you're one spirit with him. He's mixed with your spirit. Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord has a mixed spirit. It doesn't mean any of it gets into the blood. The word must be made flesh. Not just reading epistles, dead epistles, which is spirit only. A dead epistle means it's just in spirit. A living epistle, it's in blood. Completely different level of maturity. So we go from spirit to mixed wine. And so Jesus has always tried to produce mature ones 
who will mix their blood with his blood. It's the new covenant. This is the blood of the everlasting covenant. Drink it. Why are you drinking his blood? Because I want to change your blood. Your blood has to ascend to me. Otherwise, you'll make no damage to the kingdom of hell and you'll practice what was available in the old covenant. A lot of people's Christianity was about the same measure that you could experience in the old covenant. When it mixes with your blood, you take advantage of the new covenant. That's why Jesus is the Lord of the flesh. Eat my flesh, drink my blood, not in spirit only. You could interact with the angels. Every single prophet in the Old Testament talks about angels. You could interact with the spirit. They talk about the spirit of holiness. They talk about the spirit of fire, the spirit of burning. There was spirituality, awesome levels in the Old Covenant. But the blood didn't change. Isn't that interesting? Even great and mighty King David living, you know, just a normal 70, 80 year life. What the heck is that about? Man after God's own heart? <clears throat> Gotta drink his blood. Without the drinking of the blood of Jesus, there would be no dent in the natural realm. And you know, demon spirits are called elemental or natural spirits of wickedness. And Paul says, I cannot speak to you as wise, but still infants in Christ, carnal and natural, under demonic influence, that your blood is still full of crocodiles and frogs. Do you realize that? What's the transformation after you're saved? Is the changing of your blood. The changing of your tree of life. The tree of life is what? The roots of blood. The roots of David's blood. A man after God's own blood, which is a man after God's own heart. Someone's going to get drunk on the blood of Jesus tonight. We're saying blood about a thousand times here. You understand? This is the cup. This blood transfusion, this injection of glory is your transfiguration. This is your rapture, the changing of your blood. This is the ascension of the new covenant. How much your blood physically changes, even if it just seems like going to a bar, which is as simple as it is. You go to a dialysis bar and you get your blood changed. You just go, you sit there and they pump nutrients into your blood and four hours later you have completely different blood <laughs> and you feel completely different. You feel infused with energy. I've heard many people testify about the blood transfusion and dialysis and all these things and you can put just about anything in all creation. In fact, this earth, its waters, its lakes, its oceans, its rivers, and its seas are all a type and shadow of the blood inside the nations. You have pools of blood, blood in your belly, you have blood up in your brain, there's blood flowing through your neck. These are all pools, these are all seas, these are all oceans, these are rivers, they're springs, and they're streams in your entire physical makeup and the, the natural creation is a type and shadow or you could say a mirror reflection of the quality of man's blood you want to see the Mississippi River you want to see the Amazon River you want to see the Thames River 
crystal clear and sparkling, start with your blood. The Pacific Ocean, start with your stomach. Start with your heart. Man's blood has all the quality of creation already in it. Remember, the quality of creation of Adam and Eve was perfect. Animals didn't die. Animals were glorious. They weren't harmful. They weren't afraid of them. <laughs> there was incredible interaction with nature because of the quality of Adam and Eve's blood. It was how much glory of the Father was flowing through their flesh. It was so strong, the measure of God's love flowing through them, they didn't even know they had bodies. It was just like crystal clear angelic creatures. And all the earth benefited from the quality of their blood. As you ascend, you raise the standard around you. That doesn't mean the crocodiles of the bloody Nile are not going crazy. Because they're losing because you're changing the waterways. Remember how King David took Jerusalem from the Jebusites? He went up through the waterway. The waterway represents the blood or the waterway of man. Came up through the bowels of the earth. Like Jesus resurrecting from the dead from the center of the earth. Came up through the waterway in the days of Noah... Genesis 7:11 The fountains of the great deep broke up and burst forth. These are the places of the springs of the waters of life. And if you understand life in the sacrificial system of the old covenant, you understand it's all about blood. It's all about blood. And if you change the blood, if you change your heart and you let his word be written by the Holy Spirit, the creator of blood. The Holy Spirit has a perfect plan for your blood, which is your life. The life is in the blood. The plans for your life is God working in your blood. It is the waterway. It is the riverway. It is the fountain of the lamb. Why is it the fountain of the lamb? It's not the fountain of the eagle. Because the lamb was slain, it speaks to the blood. The Holy Spirit comes what? Through the Lamb that was slain standing in the midst of the throne. Revelation 5, 6. Speaking of the blood. So you're telling me that through the sacrifice of the blood of Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and works in the nation's blood. Where the demons get involved, these crocodiles... As they say, no, it's not about the blood. It's not about living epistles or the word made flesh or actual transfiguration. Not about change. It's about just being good in the brain. And they keep people to practice the knowledge of good and evil instead of the blood of Jesus. <laughs> so we're, we still stay in reasoning. And the nature of the devil is still in our minds even when all of this blood works of perfection is available so really is the new covenant about religion or is it about dialysis it's about having an experience in a different bloodline coming into the family of god by the spirit of adoption and physically encountering it so it'd be way less theology and way more just glory experience where it's just words that are too deep to even explain. Experiences too deep for words. Utterances and groanings 
too deep to teach upon because it's working in the blood. How do you even convey it? You impart it with fire. You impart it with the throne of grace. And you'll be dealing with all these crocodiles and frogs of the fallen human race around you your whole life. But as you learn to be a proficient priest, you can take that external realm. The birds, the reptiles, and everything that creeps and crawls on the ground. God has built an altar for the altars of demons. Do you know that? What burns on the altar? God doesn't burn on the altar. The demons burn on the altar. The crocodiles. That altar is made for crocodiles, birds, and crawling things. The kingdom of hell is what's being incinerated as you learn how to use the throne of grace inside your heart, inside your blood. So when you're tormented by lying spirits, when your inaccuracy is exposed and your immaturity, which all of us are being continuously humbled because that's what God disciples us in is humility. Moses was the most humblest man in the entire world. And he couldn't get his nation to humble themselves, so they died in the wilderness of pride. If you can get your brain and all of the influence of the foul birds, which is what scripture calls flying demons, if you can get them bound up, I tell you what, you can release armies out of your forehead. This is the gate of God. Lift up your heads, you ancient gates, that the king of glory can come out. And you can release your armies to bind those external flying demons and bring them as prisoners to the altar. You know you're destroying the kingdom of hell. You have to change the external realm by learning the internal realm of blood. <laughs> Satan can only move in fallen blood. Why do the demons go crazy around Jesus in the Gospels? He had a completely different quality of blood flowing through his veins. It was different water. It was tormenting them. They had when that when that man came close to the Gadarene demoniac, there was a transfer of light into his blood. And that's why the demons, 6,000 demons, a legion, came out of the man into the pigs. Had to go jump back into something's blood. Demons are 100% reliant on blood. Isn't that good to know? That's, the, that's what they're doing. Horror Babylon drunk on the blood of the saints. That's not good. Get covered in leeches, Klingons, bloodsuckers. That's what kills, steals, and destroys every good thing from God in your life. And the Christians have been taught in church to just be nice to those things. Don't, don't be aggressive. You need to use the sword. You need to keep the leeches off. And you need to understand the works in the blood, which is the new covenant and the old covenant. Old covenant and new covenant, it was all about blood. <laughs> but now we don't have to be covered in physical blood thanks be to God we need his spiritual transfigured blood it's called the Holy Spirit do you know the Holy Spirit's the blood of Jesus Trinity Father, Son, Holy Spirit Revelation 22 throne of God throne of the Lamb and the river of blood river of life his blood's different you drinking it 
makes your blood different and you will rise in the river through drinking there is no other way to be progressively saved I have watched people put down the cup and that's the main temptation is to forget how to change your own bloodstream your own rivers your own quality of life the quality of life is in the blood he wants to give you divine dialysis hook us up to machines of angelic technology and infuse us with God's Zoe blood <laughs> you know how happy you're gonna get I mean all the joy of the Lord is in the record of the blood the blood is the carrier of the person himself if they want to find out what person did a crime they go to the blood and it leads to the person the blood is the record of the person it's called DNA <laughs> <laughs> Amen. The DNA of God is the river of life. It's the person of God changing you. And you are changed from one degree of glory or one degree of blood to a greater degree of glory by the Spirit who is the Lord. Amen. So change us, Lord, tonight changes and when you encounter the stuff in you that doesn't want to change that's good that's an opportunity for repentance meaning going higher you are coming up against the stuff in your bloodstream in your blood lines that is rejecting resurrection life I mean I've probably come up against it 10,000 times it's it's non-stop it's and it's wonderful because you learn how to crucify the animals, the leeches, the bloodsuckers, the reptiles, every foul bird is bound and burned and your blood gets cleaner and the spiritual warfare is won and you rise from the dead. What is the realm of the dead? The river Nile, the fallen bloodlines. 100% accurate. That's what the Nile symbolizes. Jordan at a sonship level of revelation symbolizes crystal clear river of life blood that is your eternal life that is the blueprint of overcoming death in the entire world and there are pioneers right here right now that are paying the price to walk in that perfect blood by getting all their own alligators and frogs crucified burnt and sacrificed in their own bloodlines and it's a beautiful thing. You'll feel cleaner and better every day. So don't be discouraged when this stuff comes up. It's an opportunity to become a better priest. As long as you know where to kill the animals when, they, when their heads appear, when their faces appear. Remember in Egypt, now you're dealing with this Egyptian stuff constantly because the kingdom of hell is Egypt. Not the nation out in the Middle East. I'm talking in the spirit world. The kingdom of hell is a hundred percent Egyptian the scarabs demons all of it all that symbolism is riddled in every realm of the kingdom of hell and we should not be unaware of the schemes of the devil if you're at war in your Joel's army you might want to know who your enemy is because an army only exists because you have a mortal enemy Satan and his angels and if you understand how they work in the blood and how they appear and why they appear and how they have access 
you can do permanent damage and become very, very proficient in defeating all the enemies of life. And that's what you must become. Good soldiers <laughs> that know how to use their swords so that no enemy can intimidate you because you've already slayed the bear, you slayed the lion, and who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Easily going to take him out because you have so much experience taking out the enemies of the flocks of Israel taking out the enemies of God and God is with you he's anointed you to make you more than conquerors a conqueror how many y'all know what a conqueror is Genghis Khan is called a conqueror Napoleon conqueror these conquerors killed all their enemies guys to conquer cities and nations the Caesars were conquerors and he's saying you're conquerors and you're also conquering cities and nations but you're doing it spiritually <laughs> you're learning how to take out principalities powers thrones dominion spiritual wickedness in all places but even in the heavenly places they only have access through human blood that's why the occult's all about blood sacrifice dna sacrifice altars to demons run on human blood sometimes animal blood if they can't get human blood but it's all about blood so there's altars for blood sacrifice in every Freemason Lodge in the USA, which is in every single town and city in every state in the USA. So the blood has, this is an ancient understanding of sorcery for the occult and for the wicked. You know, you see in the Bible, they're doing human sacrifice all over the place in the Old Testament. Because the altars of demons, fallen angels, flying demons, needed blood to access the natural realm. It could only come through human blood. Remember, the fallen angels had to go through Adam and Eve in order to do anything in the natural realm. They were under their feet until Eve and Adam gave Satan access to their blood, and now they could be animated in the natural realm and cause havoc. Jesus, in his blood, the lamb that was slain, is reversing the curse and cleansing all the blood works in the nations. These are extremely important things you must learn how to work in because you are a royal priesthood unless you understand blood you will have no success as christians because of the whole covenant it's a blood covenant so it means that your blood is no mixing with god's blood that's what a covenant is it's the mixture of blood <laughs> oh, holy ghost that's how you get drunk on the spirit that our blood is mixing mixing with his love be drunk with love. How do I get drunk with love? Well, you receive the Holy Spirit into your heart, and your whole heart begins to burn with His love, and your blood changes, and so your brain gets overwhelmed with energy from the Creator God. So you start to have all these sensations and feelings that are foreign, and people say all the time when they come around us for the last 15 years, man, I feel high. Man, I feel like I just smoked weed. I feel drunk. I don't understand this. What is it? It's called love in your blood. The throne of God is a corona. It's a sun of righteousness rising with healing in your hearts, in your blood. So the transfusion, and so religion blocks any change in the blood because religion is Satan, Pharaoh, guarding the Nile. What's the power of Egypt? What was the prosperity of Egypt? The river 
Nile. So you have Satan guarding the fallen bloodlines of the nations. You have racism, race baiting, Democratic Party for 50 years. Anyone that disagrees with them is a racist because without the control of fallen bloodlines of Pharaoh, that's Freemason and daughter of Eastern Star Activity, to guard their sources of blood to rule demonically. And that's exactly why they race bait. These are trained sorcerers. You need to understand that because it's true and there's six million of them on the planet that have a better understanding of blood works than almost all Christians combined. There's very few sons that work in the blood realm against Pharaoh in the Nile. Most Christians are just a blood bank for this stuff, drunk on the blood of the saints. So you have all the saints giving the enemy their power and the access to the natural realm because they're taught wrong. So God raises up deliverers to get you out of Egypt where Pharaoh and the demons have been sucking you dry to cross you over into the wilderness. Amen. And not just there, all the way into the promised land. The promised land is the place where your blood's free from enemies getting drunk on you, stealing your blood, stealing your life force. Satan cannot create any life. He can only steal from human blood. That's what Pharaoh represents in the River Nile. Amen. Critical revelation for your success. So take these prophetic words and this revelation and let it burn in your heart and the angels will guide your mind and activate this in your life. This is all activated by faith. Faith is light. Unbelief is darkness. Unbelief, you are automatically prisoners of the realm of Egypt. You're already being siphoned. Like Neo in the Matrix, he wakes up from a tub of goo. He being, he's being siphoned. His blood was being sucked. There was cables and cords hooked up to all of his vital arteries, and they were sucking his blood dry to build the kingdom of hell or to build Babylon the Great. And Babylon the Great was built on the backs of Christians who've been siphoned in their blood. You are the spiritual realities of Israel in Egypt. You don't know it yet, and people are in denial. But the Christian royal race, the covenant people on the whole planet, hundreds of millions of us, have been the slaves of Egypt. And how we've given the enemy power is in one thing alone, the blood. So that's why it's written, come out of her, my people. Stop giving your life force to the enemy. Time to come into the bridegroom's chambers, mature a little more, and use your blood for the altar of God. Woman, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended my Father. Jesus is the way of the Lord, teaching you how to ascend out of the earth's blood and to bring your blood, just like Jesus, firstborn from amongst dead blood, into the heavens and you do this in your heart and it's the throne of Jesus in your heart that lifts you up you will feel different after this message tonight and you'll and the reason why is because there's a change in your blood this whole week after preaching I'd go back to my apartment and I just sizzle in the increase of God's Word through my spirit and through my blood I know what's coming out because I'm physically experiencing it every single day. 
that I know this has the power to change your elevation, to change your heart, to change your mind, and to lift your blood up like Jesus' blood by the power of the seven blazing torches of the animal blood sacrifice of the mark of the beast, and it burns it up all the way through your flesh into the heavens. And the heavens become your throne room. Interesting. Scripture says the heavens are my throne room above the earth, the celestial realm. And it is the realm of the stars. It is the realm of heaven. And that area is the place of being clothed in your star garments. Scripture speaks of wearing celestial garments. Now, since there's light in your blood, what is the quality of that light? How much light? I'm talking about starry blood. Yeah, starry, physical blood. This is how Solomon ruled the natural realm, and it's not sorcery, it's righteousness. This is righteousness. The wicked have had it because they've been stealing our blood for thousands of years. Israelites only had it 400. You've had it 2,000. The immaturity in Christianity has allowed the enemy to siphon us like a blood bank for 2,000 years. That's what built the current world system. That's what built every city and every nation on earth right now, which is represented by Canaan. Seven nations of Canaan, seven continents of earth, all built by the blood of Christians. It's true, because the fallen angels don't have anything else to work with. In the New Covenant, it's a heyday. It's like a feast for demons. And if a person's immature and carnally minded doesn't understand perishing for lack of knowledge, all these realms are forfeit to spirits that have worked on earth to build kingdoms for the wicked. It's seven nations in Canaan, Satan's children, giants, Nephilim, Og, king of Bashan, giant 10-foot, 12-foot beings that were considered the sons of the fallen angels, and then just enjoying the earth, having the most beautiful real estate, having the nicest castles, having the nicest food, the Jurassic promised land grapes that Joshua and Caleb brought, gigantic grapes, the best food, the best quality of life for Satan's children? I don't think so. That will all change as your blood stops being siphoned by Pharaoh. There's a separation from the realm of the dead. The realm of the dead is the place where the demons can still suck your blood. The realm of the living is your blood's glorified by his blood. Instead of taking, there's giving. You go from just taking to giving because that's the nature of God. In the realm of the dead, it's all taking because there's not, not enough. There's no creative ability. There's no divinity. There's no grace. It's like you're just limited to human flesh. As you're lifted up, there is creative ability. There's always more than enough. Every elevation you're lifted up by the power of the Holy Spirit is a greater prosperity. As your soul prospers, so shall you prosper, says the Lord. And the Lord rejoices in the prosperity of your blood. Okay? Not your bank account, your blood. Why? 
because the natural realm of every detail in your life is a reflection of the quality of your bloodstream right now. So it's wonderful. We got a long ways to go. The Holy Ghost is prepared to take us all the way. God's plan is perfect and God is in control of this whole bloody mess. <laughs> the Father knew from the beginning what would happen, that you would have bondage to the fallen angels. He said, I am sending you out like sheep to the slaughter. When a sheep is slaughtered, what happens? It loses all of its blood. <laughs> the enemy is going to suck you dry, he said. But you know what? That's how you learn wisdom. Because the deep things of the Spirit and the Creator and the angels can only be learned through experience. Even if God explained it to us perfectly, and He did in the Word, you can't understand it until you have the experience. Humanity. Humanity had to go down these paths because that's the only way we learn. Truth in you. You could have had knowledge about it in your head, but it's not the same. It's not made flesh. It's not understood. It's just book learning. It's just theories. It's just doctrine. It's just theologies until it becomes your blood. Until it becomes the physical experience of your life on earth. Then it's real. Then your living epistles, red of everyone's eyes. People's eyes can tap into how real you are, and your blood has so much light in it through life experience that it gives them impartation from your blood right into their eyeballs. They put sickness and disease on people's hands, and there is so much light and grace from the elevation of their heart that it just died right in the palms of their hands. See, it's all about the quality of blood. Heaven and hell our bloodlines, the Nile and the Jordan, perfectly understood. <laughs> and you have the kingdoms of nations of Pharaoh and Jesus, Egypt and Zion, or Egypt and Israel. It really is. This is Egypt and Israel, 2020, New Covenant, angelic understanding. And you need to understand this language because this is how God the Father talks. This is the wisdom spoken amongst the mature. And it's all prophetic. It's all faith. And it's all real. And it all changes blood and changes the earth, changes reality, changes the atmosphere. This is how you transform the world. The blood transfusion of the Word of God and changing your vocabulary to understanding and communicating. What does the Bible say? Like the angels. They are the children of the resurrection, the angel like sons of God. Luke chapter 20, it is written, Amplified Classic. That's what Jesus said. I love the Amplified Classic because it goes into the meaning of the actual scriptures. Very accurate. The best study Bible you can get. The Amplified Classic. The angel like, what makes you angel like? You talk like the angels. Your understanding of creation has become angelic. This is Satan's most feared thing in the world, and the ministries that have angelic understanding and communicate as angels are the only persecuted ministries on the planet because they're raising you from the realm of the dead, Egypt, to be simply animals for Pharaoh, blood batteries for the demonic kingdom, rewarding only the wicked in the realm of the dead, 
and righteousness is not rewarded in that realm. And so you have a few pioneers pioneering the realms of Zion, but there's hardly anyone in those realms to have any rewards. Listen, the nations are your inheritance. They will come in like a flood to Zion. The minor prophets spoke of the harvest into Zion all over the minor prophets. Speaking of the end times, how the saviors will come out of Zion, Obadiah chapter 1, and they'll save the world. These are the pioneers of the bloodlines, the promised land of having the blood of the Garden of Eden. We've had the blood of the great Moses talked about the blood of the grape, the blood of Eden. <laughs> there was fire. How did Moses come off the mountain shining with the glory, with ox-like appearance, horn-like appearance? Someone's power got burnt into his blood and he started bearing the image in his blood of God. How many of y'all know that's your transformation today? is that the Father will burn his fire, his very image, into your blood. Your blood is the record of light flowing through you. And the Father is the light. I am the light of the world. Amen? Jesus said he is the light. And the light of the Father, the light of God, the Shekinah glory that burned in the bush, that burned up Moses' blood, that made him a set-apart, powerful apostle, that light is what performed through blood signs, miracles, and wonders. The blood of Moses changed so much that he had power over creation to part seas, open earth, swallow Dathan, and perform signs and mighty wonders. And there has never been a man who has performed signs and wonders like Moses. No, no one in the New Covenant even close at that level. That was so famous for signs and wonders that all the nations heard of the works of Moses before they even entered the Promised Land. He was world famous for his exodus. And he's out there in the wilderness, no televisions. What the heck? These Israelites, their people are so powerful. They have dominion over creation. How? Jesus burning his glory into Moses and Aaron's blood and all the priests. And they got impartation. That's what changed in the wilderness. The Shekinah God burnt their bloodlines. Produced the nation of Israel. The Shekinah God is burning your bloodlines and making you the nation of Israel. Galatians chapter 6, the Shekinah God calls the Galatian Greek church the Israel of God. Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Neither Greek nor Jew nor male nor female, just those whom the Shekinah God has blowtorched their bloodlines, and their bloodlines become the blood of Israel. What does Israel mean? Prince with God or son with God? Yeah, it's true. That'll help you out a lot. Perfect doctrine, perfect teaching. Amen. Thank you, Father. Blow, torch our blood and make us the new Jerusalem of the new Israel and deliver us from the sorcery of religion. It's one of the main things holding the Christians back called the synagogue of Satan. People say, oh, anti-Semitic. No, anti-Satan. Not anti-Semitic anti-Satan. Who is the Jew? Romans chapter 2. Those who are circumcised of heart. I was a Pharisee of Pharisees. 
Saul of Tarsus. Trust me. There was nothing there. I was a synagogue of Satan. I was a serial killer of God's covenant people. A lot of weird Jewish stuff out there. It's not God. It's Satan. Hallelujah. So help us, Lord, to blow towards religion that nullifies the power of God out of our blood. Because that's also a huge part of Pharaoh and Egypt and the kingdom of hell. I've had some of the strongest Scottish Rite warlocks that exist in America tell me that without Judaism, there could be no Freemasonry. How much Freemasonry is in your blood right now? How much Judaism is in your blood? That's the measure of hell still working in you. Come out of her, my people. It's true. The new Israel, just like in the old covenant, listen, the reason, reason why they killed the prophets is because they were saying, you are not the sons of Abraham. Jesus said, you are not the children of Abraham. I'll raise children for Abraham out of these rocks. <laughs> Only those who obey my Father in heaven are the sons and daughters of Abraham. Jesus said, you are not Jews. You are Satanists. You understand? This is what he said in the red letters. He says, your father is not God, but the devil. It's saying you are not Jewish. You are not Israelites. You are witches. That's what he said. And that's why they picked up stones to kill him. I think Jesus is right. There's a lot of stuff in us of the religious spirit that's still killing and stealing and destroying. The main crocodiles you deal with in people's bloodstream is the Jewish stuff, the Judaism. The seed of the Pharisees. Very serious stuff. It'll destroy your whole life. Keep you immature, and you'll think you're mature, but it's immaturity. You have to put it on the altar and burn it. The types and the shadows are symbolic for wisdom, which is the measure of fire, your ability to burn crocodiles of madness and frogs of folly. Your ability to burn the blood and keep your blood on fire, flammable river of fire. The river of fire is the bloodline of Jesus. Daniel 7. It's what destroyed Babylon. It's a people with God in their hearts. <laughs> Hallelujah. This will completely settle the score. It will destroy racism. It will destroy all the weirdness of the realm of the dead. What is the realm of the dead? Separation of nations' bloodlines. As if there were any value in the realm of the dead. The only thing that makes us come alive is the realm of God, the glory realm, being imparted progressively by drinking the blood of God. And then you rise up as Israel. Listen, the only true Israelites live in the New Jerusalem. <laughs> the, do you realize what the Old Jerusalem is called in the book of Revelation? Sodom and Egypt. Why? Jewish religion that rejected Messiah is pure Satanism. It's being good outwardly without the river Jordan in your bloodstream. It's working in death, people. So the main realm that hell in Egypt works in, according to Jesus Christ in the red letters, is the synagogue of Satan and Jerusalem. 
the fallen Jewish race. And so without Judaism, you have no Freemasonry. Without Judaism, you have no central banking system that controls the world called the Illuminati. The Illuminati, it's also called the Jewish Mafia and the Jewish Syndicate, which has run Hollywood for the last hundred years and, and New York City. and um, All these things are what keep normal people oppressed because of not having the knowledge of the dark arts. When you've rejected Messiah in your blood and Messiah has been offered in as a silver on a silver platter to you, you're handed over to Satan, aren't you? Paul did that and different things. And these are important things you need to understand because this is what the war and what the blood corruption is actually doing in the world right now. This is reality. And so you go into reality and you deal with how bad the fallen angels have corrupted the blood and the people that are trained in how to keep the blood corrupted. You understand there are millions of men and women that are raised to be warlocks of bloodlines. And it's all about the bloodlines. Oh, my Windsor royal blood. How much royalty is in the Windsor blood? Exactly zero. The accurate number, zero. There's zero royalty in the Windsor bloodline. 100% crocodile bloodline. <laughs> it is the counterfeit of the natural realm that denies the royalty of the Messiah in the new covenant. Come out of her, my people. <laughs> you need a blood transfusion. What makes you royal is the amount of Jesus in your heart. How much you've opened up the ancient gate of your forehead and believed the new covenant produces a new Jerusalem. And what happens to those? He said they were utterly cut off. Romans chapter 11. And if those branches who are engrafted in are cut off for a time, when they're re-infused, re-engrafted, it will produce a great glory. So there will be a harvest of Jews. And there is. And there's been many Jews coming to Messiah. And some of them are listening right now. And I'm telling you guys, it will glorify the earth. Because the, the record of Moses is in the blood. That old covenant, the law, is getting glorified. There's a reason why those that have that imparted into their bloodstream are used in the Illuminati, are used in the Jewish syndicate, are used in Freemasonry so exclusively because it's what is in the contents of their blood is so valuable to demons. <laughs> That's why the demons are all about nations and some nations have higher value than others. Why does the Jewish nation have such a high value to the kingdom of hell? Because the record in the old covenant of what Jesus did in their bloodlines for thousands of years. And I'm telling you, that's how demons value human beings, is by what is in their blood. And so you have a price tag on your head. You have a net worth to hell, not to heaven, I'm talking about hell, of what they value you in your blood and your bloodlines. And so that's what the world system of Babylon the Great has worked on, the natural blood and the natural realm. Jesus is introduced, and this is what drives the demons crazy. It changes your value in your blood. And the, the kingdom of hell can't even predict it, where all of a sudden a, a peasant bloodline now has 
royalty now has more radiation Shekinah glory burning in their bones and blood and marrow more than Abraham, more than Isaac, more than Jacob in the new covenant power means at any moment from the rocks springs up children for Abraham. <laughs> Remember when Jesus said that? Out of these rocks, God could bring up children for Abraham. Wow. Now you're actually seeing how that works. What's the rock? The brain. Heard of the Rolling Stones? Well, he's the chief cornerstone. The stone is the brain. This is a rock. Yeah. So out of the rock, which means out of the fallen rock, I can spring up glorified bloodlines that have more royal power, royal value of the Shekinah God burning in their veins and arteries than a people that have lived in a covenant for thousands of years. That's why hell was defeated at the cross because it gave God's blood access to the Gentiles, to the whole world. Now we're not just limited to the angels interacting and prophets. Now anyone who drinks this cup rises as royalty by glory in their hearts. So you're going to rise as one nation. I tell you the truth, everything that has breath will drink the glory. So all humanity has been saved. And I'm not talking about universalism. I'm talking about Jesus buying the real estate and the kingdom of heaven coming to earth that the dominion of the king over all the bloodlines will be complete and enforced by the sons of God for a thousand years. You are coming into the time of true monarchy and in the past you've only had types and shadows and what makes you monarchy the quality of your blood how much of the divine glory is radiating in your hearts how much of the stone tablets that god wrote with his own finger now your hearts are the stone tablets how much has his finger touched your heart written on your heart the very words of god and that is the quality of life beating in your hearts and flowing through your veins and arteries. And that is true royalty that all the angels bow to. Every knee will bow, every tongue confess to the royal bloodlines of Jesus Christ and the people lifted up from the realm of Egypt, the realm of fallen angel corrupted blood. And then hell will have nothing to lord over. You realize that? When you lift up a people with this level of grace, this level of unconditional love, giving nations blood transfusions, the crocodile Nile has nothing there. There's no more crocodiles. There's no more birds. There's no more frogs. The whole realm of Egypt is being obliterated as the priests mature in blood works. Truly, this is what Obadiah prophesied, the saviors. They'll come and they'll save people's blood by imparting the spirit word, the spoken word into people's hearts to lift up their hearts and their blood to God the Father. And they'll be a heavenly people. And you'll be lifted up and people say, well, does that mean that I'm going into the throne room? That means you're going into the stars. That means you're being lifted above the earth into the heavens and you begin to wear your celestial garments. Now you will have throne room experiences. That doesn't mean that you're physically gonna be in the throne. It means that you're physically gonna be 
in the stars, you're bringing heaven to earth. Means you're changing the natural realm. So it does take tremendous amount of wisdom because people think, well, that means I'm just going to go up into heaven. I'm going to have uh, final quest experiences. I'm going to have and around trees, heaven awaits the bride experiences. And yes, you'll have visions and you'll have glimpses into glory. And that'll be with your spirit. But what I'm talking about is with your blood and what it looks like in the natural practical realm will be Solomon 3.0. It'll look very, very natural. And that's where we often miss it, that we're too spiritual for any natural good, that we don't see how it mixes with the blood and is practical in the blood of the natural realm, how it changes the blood of the earth and how the quality of blood changes all the quality of human life on the planet. And what that looks like will look like Solomon. It'll look like tremendous wisdom, favor. It'll look like tremendous monarchy. Monarchists will appear as their blood is lifted up into the heavens and their bones and their blood become starry. The starry celestial garments. It's the returning of all the natural light. Solomon ruled over the natural realm as king of kings and lord of lords. This is Solomon 3.0, says the Lord. And so the natural realm and the light of the sun is the bridegroom's chambers, Psalms chapter 19. And that realm and the natural light that flows through your blood, your blood is natural light. Your spirit is spiritual light, and the two will mix. But you have to conquer the natural light. You have to conquer the natural realm. That's what makes you more than conquerors, is taking the spirit and putting it into the natural. And you do it through the blood, and you do it through the light of the stars. Stars don't belong to warlocks and witches. God created the stars, and the Bible says that he named each one. Meaning there is a name, an attribute, and a characteristic of every star in the celestial heavens that has God's name, God's nature and attributes, and that becomes your celestial starry clothing, and that mixes with your blood. You begin to have starry blood. It, it begins to be much more light and life of the stars flowing through your blood. There is actually star patterns and star maps inside your bones right now that are dormant. <laughs> you have blueprints of how to move through stars right now dormant because it was written in Adam and Eve's bones. They weren't just limited to the earth. They had the whole universe. The word cosmos used over a hundred times by John in the New Testament means universe. It's not just earth. It's all the planets. It's all the moons and it's all the suns and stars. The whole universe is your dominion and your spirit is doing a tremendous work even while your brain's dormant. You're not always here. You'll wake up and you feel like you're different because you were somewhere else. You were, that's why you have a different feeling in your flesh when you wake up and come back into your bodies. A lot of times you just leave your bodies. Many people are translating when they sleep. People are doing these spiritual things when they rest because their brain is not interfering and shutting down their own spirit while they're awake. That's common from, from born-again experience outward. <laughs> so you are naturally supernatural creatures we're just filling in the blanks of how to use what you are as new creatures in Christ to conquer all aspects of the cosmos, the universe, and take back the blood. Because once you do that, behold, Satan was thrown into the lake of fire. What's the lake of fire? Man's glorified 
blood. And, and what has tormented you will become your prisoners. That's total victory. That's the victory of Joel's army, is having every spiritual enemy that killed, stole, and destroyed from your bloodlines in, in the prisons of your own fire, in the prisons of your own success, and your own glorification will imprison your spiritual enemies under your feet. Amen. And you will walk on fire. You will walk on the lake, just like Peter, walking on the lake of fire. Because your blood is changing, your bones are changing, your minds are changing by the Word of God being progressively written by the Spirit of God on your hearts. In Jesus' name. Father, bless our financial partners in a major way and speak to people about becoming partners for the works of this ministry. Amen. Bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Glory.